Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the week 10 and multi-entry rumble edition of the Sunday night rundown. Joined by TJ and Jelly Justin. TJ Justin, how's it going? Going well. Going well. Another Sunday in the books here, just about. Been a been a crazy week overall in the uh general cryptoverse. And uh yeah, we got we got football stuff going on. We got Lots of crypto stuff going on. We got Jolly Joker stuff going on with our first multi-entry rubble contest. So it was a fun, fun, busy weekend. And uh, next weekend, really, really get things going with the the Joker-gated uh, official contest starting. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I feel like today kind of gave people uh, a little wedding of the beaker such um, with the first multi-entry. Um, so it seemed like it was a lot of fun um, kind of deciding. Who do you put in what entry? Where do you go with your better players? Is it more balanced? What kind of stacks and stuff do you go for? And so I think that was a lot of the fun discussion and tracking it throughout the day was great. I know Neil was uh, pretty much filled like all day, just continue to kind of tweak and make some updates and figure out some, you know, uh, visual bugs and all of that, getting all of that done before we kind of, you know, hey, hit the ground running with the big stuff come week 11. But uh, no, it was, it was a fun day. Um, DFS was pretty uneventful in a good way. Um uh, we, we can kind of get into what lineups ended up landing, landing on all that, but, um, and then a pretty, pretty good game tonight as well. San Francisco and the chargers, uh, even the chargers don't have one to throw to, but, um, should be a good game. Yeah. It's also a fun one. We, uh, our first, um, game where we have a representative from the Jolly Joker sports society at the game. Shout out JDZ. He, uh, won these tickets from the first three plus Jolly Joker, contest that we had ran at least two weeks ago if not three weeks ago at this point also legend who gave away some of his uh, golden state warriors tickets in the past week so donated those over to a member of the jolly joker community who took his son i think three-year-old son to the game for his first nba game which was awesome to see we sent jdz uh into the game tonight which was a fun one so awesome to see him over in the discord share some pictures and said he's having a great time so good stuff uh, so it was his first game in the new stadium. So it's interesting to see what he uh, what he's thinking out there. So that's a that's a fun fun little thing that we're con- going to continue to do. Always trying to bring some in real life connections to the Jolly Joker Sports Society as well. Everybody's spending a lot of time online these days, but there are a ton of in real life activities happening. They're a ton of fun as well. Uh, try to do as much of that as we can. And I saw he was rocking the uh, number 80 Jerry Rice jersey. I did not have a Jerry one, so I'm going with 81. To old school San Francisco Yo, jersey as well, but uh, that's a classic. That's, that's a classic one right there. Old school To one. That's awesome. Throwback To shout out chat. Uh, what's up, Randall? What's up, Blaze? What's up, Ryan? Top ten Rumble sweat. All right, all right. Love to see that. I Looks see, like Blaze yeah. also got a number four. He's currently number four in the warm-up extra point. So we got a couple okay. of people sweating in the chat. Love to see it. Still a good bit of this Sunday night game to go. I assume that Eckler is relatively popular. I actually haven't looked at it too much, but I assume he's he's decently popular. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey is probably the most popular player still to go. Um, and then tomorrow night, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown are probably the two most popular. Um, I would throw Eckler there as well, as you just mentioned. But uh, I'd say those players, maybe some Kittle as well. But, like, in general, you don't have that many Kittles still. Um, yeah, McCaffrey's you know. 52% owned. Yeah. 
Whew. Wow. Relatively slow start. Um, had, I think, three carries, 15 yards or so. Um, you know, we'll see how much he's used in the passing game. Debo is back. So that's what makes tonight interesting is the big CMC game where he threw for the, you know, the triple triple threat, the, uh, the running, passing, and receiving touchdown last week. All that was with Debo not playing. Uh, so this week, Debo back. We'll see how much, you know, how that maybe alters his usage. Shout out Stogie, man. One, he's always here. So just hello, Sergeant Stogie. Hope you're well. Sweatless Sunday for me. When you fade Justin Jefferson completely in your three lineups, I guess that's going to happen. Uh, man, that, that dude, Justin Jefferson, making crazy catches. And you know, shout out Kirk Cousins, man. Say what you want. But that guy is putting the ball where it needs to be and making letting JJ go make some plays. That's for sure. You know, you would think that with that Viking helmet there, um, maybe even the, you know, a fur coat for the cold weather would have played a little of the J.J. Justin Jefferson. But um, Justin with always... that knife in the back and he was like. He's <laughs> just saving it for the real stuff. He knows this was the it's called warm up for a reason. Amen. Amen. Man, week 11. I'm so pumped for next week. The extra point, the field goal, the touchdown for those people that hold one, three, and six Jolly Jokers respectively starts next week, week 11. Going to be a hype week in the uh, in the Discord. I am wondering and, and interested to see how much people are sharing their lineups, especially those people in the field goal and the touchdown. There's been a lot of open sharing <laughs> thus far, but I think it's going to be a little bit more tight-knit, if you will, as we start next week when the real competition for some real real cash prizes of $100,000 are up for grabs. We'll see what people are saying. It's like playing a match play golf tournament. You know, you give him the three footers, give him the four footers for the first few holes, give him that, you know, that fake confidence. Then you get to hole 14, you're one up. That's when you make him putt that two and a half footer. That's what it's going to be. They're going to be sharing their lineups. No big deal. Take a look. Then we get to week 17, week 18. That's when you share a lineup and you just pull the, pull it out, go with completely different lineup, switch it up. Um, there's gonna that's the strategy. I'm gonna remember that, and the uh, the next time I have a four footer, and, and and Justin says it doesn't say it's good. I'm gonna say, hey man, I think this is pretty good, right? <laughs> four footer, you're you ain't you're not ever getting a four footer. Yeah, four Inside feet. Jeez, wow. Three, three Coop, Coop just real generous over there, right? the way he's playing. Four footers are good. Wow. We'll get we'll Any, get into some golf, man. I I gotta get into some golf. Had had, had myself my first sweat in a little bit. And had had a classic withdrawal situation here on Sunday, so that was that was not very fun. But uh, you know, it, it definitely ruined ruined the sweat for sure. So this wasn't even like a Thursday Jason Day style withdrawal. This was Sunday. What happened? Oh man, yeah, we can we can get into it. I um, you know, I fired the there there was one very good tournament on on DraftKings this week. It was the eight eight eight. I was going to just bow out because it's way over my uh, way over my typical entry fee buy in. And you know, as it, as it got closer and closer, there was it was still sitting there, and I was like, all right, well. You know what they say when you're up towards the end of the year, you have to play a little extra. So I decided to to fire. It is also like one of I think next week will be the last good golf tournament uh, for the calendar year. December is basically off completely, and then January starts back up. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll fire this. Had a had a solid team, six of six guys through the cut. I was sitting in ninth place uh, on on Friday night. Uh, so had all of the world in front of me, hundred thousand dollars at the top, and. Had a, had a couple different options. Martin Laird was probably my biggest leverage spot. And then got to Sunday. Saturday was kind of a meh day. Nothing good, nothing great. I think I moved back 
three or four spots. Still sort of everything to play for today. And uh, woke up and Brendan Steele had played five holes of which he went bogey, par, bogey, bogey, double. And then he was on the green, had like a 15-foot putt for birdie, <laughs> and he just didn't putt it, I guess. I didn't get any other info other than that. He withdrew with a back injury on the seventh green for some strange reason. So not very fun to have your, have your, have your guy make four bogeys on Sunday and then just decide to, to mail it in. So that so sort of was, killed the sweat. Was it last week that there was a guy who thought that he was just going to, okay. So he played with a different driver or something and he thought he was <laughs> he, just going to get like an extra 12 strokes of penalties. He but uh, ended up getting a DQ. He had it made. Yeah, I can't remember who this is, but it was on the, it was on like the twelfth hole, I believe, on Saturday actually, and just decided to that. Well, no, 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 it couldn't have been that. I can't remember exactly what story was. Anyways, he had fifteen clubs in his bag, hadn't played with that fifteenth club, and then like the twelfth hole decided to play with it and never declared it, and then basically just withdrew himself, like they DQ'd himself. I, I can't remember the exact person who but it was, but they just decided. Apparently, to start playing. he didn't know he was going to get DQ'd because if he did make the cut or whatever, like you would have gotten some money, some kind of prize, like, but like he thought he was just like, okay, well I'm not winning this tournament. So I'm just going to work on whatever it is with this new <laughs> club thinking he will get like a penalty, a stroke penalty or something for each time or something, not the DQ. Um, but like, yeah, totally just absurd. Process, like ah, totally yeah, absurd I'll take 12 story. stroke penalties. No worries. Just don't DQ me. <laughs> yeah. To totally absurd. I actually don't know if you make the cut and then withdraw. If you, if you get any, any prize money, I don't know the rules. TJ, TJ, you know, you know that. If you withdraw Probably after not. the cut, yeah, well, I wasn't sure. I was Probably not, because because I mean they just like their finishing placement is a WD. It's not like they finish like T sixty fifth or whatever. Like you don't yeah, get points. Goes down as a WD. So crazy. I think you have to finish the event for it to. Yeah, I mean, remember like remember the tournament where last year where Rom had to withdraw when he was oh, by, like true. six right. strokes. True. That's like, right. He doesn't get any, he got nothing for that. And he yeah. was going to like literally a hundred percent was basically a lock to win. Yeah. Um, that was I forgot, I forgot thing, about that. Yeah. Right. Birth of his child. COVID. No, that was a COVID, COVID thing. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. At the, uh, I forget, I forget what tournament it was, but he was up by like a lot, right. like at least six strokes. And then, uh, can't land up winning instead because Rom had to withdraw. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Was I mean, the, I, and then in, the, that. in the past few weeks or month or so, um, and it had to do with a little of the other tour that's going on, but one of the golfers came out and basically just straight up admitted that, oh yeah, they would get appearance fees. Bubba for, Watson. Well, yeah, Bubba did. <laughs> and he's just like, I was getting millions of dollars or whatever to show up at these PGA events. Like you can imagine what the actual good players were getting um, because these appearance fees, like you, you hear of them on, oh, the random non-PGA tour, Euro, or like the random tournament and I don't know, Qatar or whatever, they'll have appearance fees and Tiger goes over, gets like whatever. But like you're not, I think it's against the bylaws to have these appearance fees for the PGA tour. And that's what Bubba was saying is, uh, yeah, no, I was making millions through these. And if I was, I can only imagine what the rest Come on, man. Golf is an up and up game. Everyone has to police the game themselves and nothing, nothing shady's happening out there. I mean, you know, Patrick Reed's fluffing his ball. You know, who knows what the rest of the guys are doing out there. So. Hey, if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect the actual winner of the tournament, like 
there's cheating in the game, that's the worst. And that's like pretty much Patrick Reed and then no one else. Um, then if you're just getting some extra money on the side, fuck it, more power to you. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. All right, let's get into some DFS right, stuff. No one's getting hurt there. There's no victim there. I guess. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. If sponsors want to pay, then uh, why, why should pay players not be able to accept some accept some cash if sponsors are willing to, to put some cash in their pocket? Anyways, a lot of crazy stuff happening in golf. Golf will con- we'll continue to uh, cover it when, uh, when when it's relevant. But it was relevant this week. Uh, shout out me, six to six in the cut. Did did cash. So that was good. Get a little cash in the pocket and. Uh, you know, onwards to the next sweat or just try not to donate it all back. Yeah. TJ, Love it. did you just play FanDuel today? Um, playing the tournament? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm turning myself into an exclusive exclusive FanDuel, um, at least for the last two weeks. And I, th- I think I'm going to stick with it. I don't know. I've been been liking just focusing on the one. And, uh, yeah, went went well. Another, I mean – it, no, nowhere near last last week in terms of like the train lineup, but definitely a lot of people rolled rolled out the same lineup. I think I saw some other people with like a two v two of it, but yeah, it was pretty painless sweat from like the start and uh, ended up going pretty well. Yeah, I think around thirty percent, like somewhere but up to thirty percent, kind of played this one, which is still like a still a train, still very yeah. large. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, then, and it's know, like, and it's like the people that are in every contest too. So like, you're, right. you, you know what I mean? It's like the, the people playing the trains are in every 100 man, 50, yeah. 50. Uh, so it's, it's tough. I feel, I feel like, I mean, the lineups have been doing well, so it works, but I, it, it, it does feel like a bit of a slippery slope. Like it feels not great. Um, it's working out well, but like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it overall. And it just seems like, Every single week, it's it's. Uh, well, DraftKings was a, t- a tough one this week, right? Did you do a double tight end thing? It sounded like that's what everyone was doing. Over I did. There. It was it was still a, it was still a decent train. Um, uh, I mean, we, we can, I can actually like we can talk a little more, and I can share like the ownership. It's interesting to look at the DraftKings spreadsheet and like yeah, who you have see. and stuff. Yeah, um, I'd love to see that because I heard the double tight end. I, I, mean, I actually Justin didn't Fields a legit uh, fantasy quarterback now. I think is a uh, is going to be the talk talk of the town. I mean, when you can. <laughs> Do that with your legs. It's also funny that they lost the game too after like such a smash game yeah. by him. Because of his picks. Well, interception was horrible. Yeah. Man, that was bad. But uh great fantasy quarterback, at least for the last two weeks with this usage he's he's getting on the ground. Yeah. All right, let me show. So this right here is ignore the points because this is a bit incomplete. I kind of pulled this around uh I don't know, five o'clock, like a little after the late game started, but you can just see like the high concentration of players. You guys able to see this well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Just the high concentration. So my lineup had Greg, oops, shit. Had Greg, Donovan, Amon Ra, Fields, Tyreek, Pollard, Cardinals, Moreau, Kamara. Oh Oh my goodness. Right. So like, that was my lineup. That was, uh, I think, probably the most common lineup. It was a 1v... Maybe maybe the second most common. Because Pollard and Pierce were only a $200 difference. And you still likely played the Cardinals. So it literally became a 1v1 for a lot of people between if you played Pierce or you played Pollard. And it was interesting because a lot of the sites, like... First off, uh, it wasn't officially known Zeke was going to be out until probably about noon. So there was a bit of a delay or a lag there. Um, then... 
projecting actual volume of Damian Pierce for Tony Pollard is really interesting because Pierce was getting 20 plus carries, not counted the game before. He was still getting work in the passing game. Um, but it was a team total of 18. It was Houston playing the Giants, which you expect to be potentially a very slow game, low number of snaps. Um, and the efficiency just hasn't been that great for Damian Pierce. And you compare it to Tony Pollard, who, hey, with no Zeke, like you want him, you know, you want to believe he's a workhorse. But last week, they even came out with comments such as like, um, if he goes, you know, he, he gets tired, we can't give him as much work. Um, and so you were kind of confused, but, but they had a team total of 24. It's Dallas, it's going against the Packers. So maybe you're getting good field position. Uh, so I don't think it was an easy decision at all. I ended up going with the Pollard side of it just because I think there was a bit more uh, substantial upside where if he does play the full volume, you're getting not only his efficiency, the better team total, better chance of getting touchdowns. Um, and I mean, Damon Pierce wasn't bad, but Pollard was definitely the right play. And that was the difference between pretty much nearly doubling up and pretty much losing it all probably. Man, razor thin, razor thin there. <laughs> if it's the difference between, because Pierce, yeah, it looked like Pierce did did pretty solid as well. Not like it was a dud game, but when Pollard gets in the end zone like he did and gets as much and, and gets overtime, I, I guess they did he get much in overtime. I guess he didn't have a ton in overtime. So what was big was I think right before overtime he had a like a right like twelve yard, yard twelve run. yard run or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that put him over the he went from I think like ninety six yards to like hundred and six mm. yards. So that gave him the three point bonus, which was big. He had a touchdown before that too. Damian Pierce only had one catch and then like a hundred and some yards. Actually it might have been two catches, but like just very small, but then just a ton of yards. And he got to like ninety four yards or so. So he barely missed out on the bonus himself, also didn't get a touchdown, and that wasn't any difference. Pollard ended up becoming like being a smash because he got the touchdown, the bonus, and all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very small margins in this game. Really Crazy. is. This is the the state of DFS. But hey, as long as the results keep coming in positive and uh but yeah, I mean I guess tournament wise this week. The you need Chol- a field to come out. It was, it was the chalk yeah. QB, and then chalk what QB. became a bit of a chalk tight end just because of the chalk QB and the rest of the tight ends being pretty bad. Um, I mean, like, even, like, the, you could have, like, the two of doubles didn't get there because the ball was so spread out. Um, uh, I, played, I played that in a tournament lineup. Just the most annoying touchdowns by Miami from the most ridiculous people. And it's so frustrating because that was, like, that's the one offense where you're like, oh, they have the concentrated targets. Like, if they score – what do they score? 38 points. It's going to be Tyreek and Waddle. And like, that just wasn't quite the case uh, today. Yeah. But. yeah I, I, I went for one tourney lineup. I went with a car Devante Foster Moreau lineup, uh, which actually like the stack itself did pretty well. Uh, but the pieces around it just did not. So it's so and, like, you have, you have to be still... so perfect these days. Like you have, like you just have to hit every single piece, even in smaller field tournaments these days. It's, it's uh and like when chalk running backs that are sixty percent owned score twenty five points, then it and chalk make it that QBs score forty five. Yeah, that's like, that's the big thing. We've seen basically every week that chalk QB has just been going. Like last two weeks was Fields. Before that, we've had you know just some of the higher priced ones. Allen hurts whoever else. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like I'm almost always going to try to get like there's not even like a unique way to kind of play the chalk QBs. Like I mean. Cole Komet, that was pretty high owned. I think even then he dragged up the ownership on Mooney and Claypool and such. Um, so it's 
it's it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, so I happily did well in the cash side of things. Only played one tourney lineup, and uh, as long as cash chalk just keeps hitting, uh, the, the tourney lineups are going to be pretty pretty difficult unless you're willing to just kind of play that lottery of play a chalk lineup. How has um like I, I just just curious because I don't I don't pay obviously as much attention anywhere near the amount amount of attention as you guys pay. But does does pricing has pricing kind of led people to more chalk or do you feel like there are avenues where pricing does diverge enough to make sense to go away from chalk or is it just kind of impossible if you're not jamming at least a couple of chalk pieces given the fact that they're chalk and priced appropriately so pricing is really interesting i think to the first is i don't actually think pricing has that much of a role on chalk um other than if things are really poorly mispriced, you then just get a couple of players that are locked in. But like in general, I'd say the pricing isn't the reason that this is we're in this state of cash DFS. I think that's far more the content providers, the amount of, of people that are subscribed, the people who are playing DFS are still the more, you know, you don't have nearly as many casual people who are grinding the cash stuff and definitely not high stakes or in large volume. Um, but I think what is interesting with regard to the pricing is the pricing on DraftKings was like so challenging this week to the point that, hey, we played two cheap tight ends that to make a tourney lineup. And if you wanted to try to play like a kind of expensive guys, you had to go pretty much double tight end, just go bottom of the barrel. And uh, I, you know, I think Peter Jennings was saying this on one of the ETR streams earlier this morning, uh, like not sure that that's actually good for the state of D DFS if the casuals can't put a lineup in that they feel good about. And like, literally you couldn't make a tourney lineup that you felt good about. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely that's, been that's a lot of the times when I am playing, I am trying to play like the smaller field tournaments, given just like what you guys say about cash and just trying to have a little bit of fun with, with some, some of the money. And there are times where I'm building a lineup and I'm like, man, <laughs> it's hard to build dollars wise and then i'm trying to go to some of these sites to say you know what is a decent value play at a cheap price that isn't just like a total luck box situation so yeah that that's definitely a challenge no doubt about it i almost played a tom kennedy in a lineup today at min price and uh who is that yeah, i don't know who that is yeah i wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. know who wouldn't have any who is that place i've never i don't know who that is he's tom on the lions um i've he, never he, heard of tom i was oh. a little when i was basically saying well i'm not playing like, trailing right backup no he's wide receiver i was a wide receiver Jeez. yeah and uh he had he actually just had one catch one catch for 44 yards um but i saw that and when like i didn't but like when that's even a discussion is like i'm i'm literally looking into this player that like i had never heard of before he pops up on like yeah. 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 I mean, I was listening to like the the ETR streams and stuff, and it's just like they don't even sound like they're having fun talking about it because they're because <laughs> they're like they're like this sucks. Like the team that I have to build, I hate it. Um yeah, it's just like not when you're talking about like which double tight end to play, that's not fun. Yeah, yeah how about Christian right, Watson? My goodness. Well, what was his ownership percentage? Sub one percent? Oh gosh, let's take a look. Uh, I mean uh 0.07%. Wow. I was yeah, that's insane. For, for every 1000 entries, less than one person. Not, yeah. Not, not even it. one per 1000. <laughs> and uh Mark, one of the guys, well, so to be fair, to be fair, 
that is cash. That was the cash game. Um, so in tourneys, he was probably a little higher as people like stacked Rogers or whatever. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Mark and ETR. Uh, he actually had a Mahomes stack that included Christian Watson and did pretty well. Well, yeah. And then, yeah, and then on the on the NFL all day side of things, we had had no no playbook again, or for the first time this week. So a little bit of a of a lighter week there. We had the AMA happen last week. We also saw their announcement for the midseason madness that is going to be taking place this Thursday, Friday, Friday, uh, Friday, the drop, Friday, drop drop Friday, drops Friday, yep, Friday, yep, so and, drop uh, Friday the eighteenth. $59 for the commons, 119 for the premium. Um, so they were giving VIPs a guaranteed ability to purchase a pack. Um, I think in total, it's going to be about 100,000 moments that are being added um, to the ecosystem. Um, and like, obviously, as a result, you hear people are like, oh, that's too many moments. Uh, but also, like, if there aren't any moments being added, then people are really getting bored of the product and all your prices are going down that way. Like, it's it, it's 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 a hard like it's a hard situation. But like, we haven't had a pack drop. We need a pack drop. Yeah, um, we need a pack drop. I mean, and I think we like we saw that with with Top Shot last week. They had a pack drop. And like it seemed to be pretty pretty well received. People were were pretty excited about it. And like opening packs is fun. Like that that's you know going back to the the original days of all this. Like getting the pack and opening the pack is is one of the most fun parts. It it is a shame that it always kind of immediately has market and price implications. And it's also a shame that like price definitely guides the sentiment and guides how people are feeling about certain things going on with the platform. But uh, I think it'll be exciting. I mean, it, it's been, it's been a while since we have a pack drop. A lot of cool stuff has happened. We're out that Justin Jefferson catch from today. I mean, we, we got to be getting that as a, as a moment sometime, right? That was absolutely insane. And then for them to go on and win the game just makes it, I mean, super, super meaningful uh, catch. That was, I had to watch that like three times. I was like, he, he's got to send that. that. It was insane. Yeah, he's gonna send that cornerback a bottle of whiskey or something because he doesn't catch it if the cornerback's hands aren't right there. Yeah. Because as and they should have just tried up, to bat it down. I feel like the corner, like it's yeah. it's so easy to say that though. Like you right. see ball, you just try and catch ball. Like right, but like yeah, literally the other guy's arms were cushioning it because he's not catching it the first time. It was above his yeah. hand. The other guy actually kind of swats it, but Justin Jefferson gets his hand in the middle and just muscles it in and skill luck whatever but then rolling as the ball like barely doesn't touch the ground and like pops into him um yeah phenomenal Big i gotta assume we're him. i gotta assume we're gonna get it i mean i think one of the things the celebration the celebration pack is doing you can clearly see it with these crafting challenges where you're guaranteed to get one moment you know from the that needed in the crafting challenges in the celebration packs um you know there's a lot of really cool plays that have happened kelsey's Four touchdown day where he got four touchdowns and didn't have I can't remember what the what the exact number of yards was like 15 yards or something like that before touchdowns some absurd historical stat uh, I saw like the other highlights are Micah Parsons Burroughs huge day is in there as well I think Aaron Jones Eckler and 
Kittle, I think, is the the other one. So I, the the six crafting challenges, I think, are are interesting, are unique, and it'll be fun to see what they do uh, related to the crafting challenges. You know, Stogie, I think, made a, a sharp comment. I was looking at doing the Micah Parsons. He does already have a rare, so I guess from from a financials perspective, there there is you know the analysis out there of should I go for this crafting challenge where I'm needed to, needing to burn a rare, or should I just be sort of using the marketplace um, and collecting the moments that are out there? I do think these sort of challenges and in you know bring this gamification to the platform is good though it makes you decide you know if you do want to have a micah parsons moment which one do you want to go for um so i think some of that stuff is interesting and unique and while the overall market may come down some i, I still think that you know no matter what they do from an introduction introducing new moment standpoint we're going to see some dips in the market but who knows what happens after this sort of that th this drop comes through and and what people are trying to speculate on the market about yeah i have I don't think anyone should have any issue with this drop um, or the drop happening. Maybe the price point, I could see there being some contention that maybe it should be lower price, but um, I haven't thought through and I don't have anywhere near the amount of information of like, if you do a lower price point drop, what is that? How, what impact is that to the market? Um, because theoretically it could be by them devaluing the pack drop. Like, I mean, then does that impact the rest of the market? Like if you can get a rare cheaper and stuff, I don't know. Um, one thing I definitely do want to see, and I think, um, you know, Feldman mentioned this a couple times way back when, like a few months ago when he was doing an, an, a show or an interview or something. And it was, he wants to create that feeling of when you walk by the Foot Locker or the Reebok or whatever the shoe store is, and you see the line outside to get the new shoes. He wants to recreate that feeling of scare when we say scarcity, it's that, hey, this product, when we have a drop, is in such high demand that not everyone is able to get it. Um, and I don't think that's where we're going to be for this drop. Like, I think, I mean, hey, we'll, we'll see. Maybe for the rare and stuff, I'm not sure. Um, but I think, like, most likely, if you want one of the common packs, you're going to be able to get at least one of them. And we'll see how many people are actually able to get. Um, so that one individual goal of, like, hey, delivering pack drops that not everyone is able to get. I'm not sure if that is going to be met in this, um, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I like your comments on price. I do like that there. I think, and this is just something that, you know, hit me on, on Friday when I was looking at Friday late Friday night late, I like that they added some moments, right? So I don't know that unless I think that maybe the first Super Bowl set pack had eight moments in it from a premium standpoint, but I don't think we saw any packs of eight moments in it uh, recently. Um, so I, I like the fact that the common has five moments in premium. Premium, I believe, has eight moments. So I thought that was interesting, cool. I, I do think that you know more moments in packs makes opening that pack more fun um, and is going to bring a little bit more juice to uh, the pack opening experience. Yeah. And, and maybe actually the price point is correct. I, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying is like, that's the one thing that, Hey, I could see if there's a discussion on this. Um, but yeah, Jimmy uh, I think Garoppolo the fact that just you... vultures a touchdown from Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh, gross. QB sneak. QB sneak from Jimmy G. CMC had his, had his chances. I think either at least once or twice right before that, he got him to the one yard line and didn't get it. In. Nothing like a good vulture. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so we've got that going on with all day. Um, what what else? Any anything else super super relevant here? Um, we'll we'll certainly be pushing all the Jolly Joker stuff this week and make making sure everyone's aware of the info there. 
going to be back doing the, the Rumble review show again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. So kind of we'll, we'll go through more in depth the slate, break down the top scorers, check out the main event leaderboard, check out the extra point uh, test contest leaderboard, go through some lineups, maybe uh, review some some user listener lineups. So that, that's that's been a fun fun little show. Did it, did it one time uh, last last week. Going to continue doing that every Monday. Shout out T Bone, man. Looks like Rumble in the main event, and I was. I was shocked by this. I don't maybe 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 just I haven't paid enough attention to it, but 10% of uh people got Justin Fields in their lineup. That's that pretty pretty solid, pretty solid uh percent ownership percentage for 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 fields. Obviously, people catching on to that, but crack 200, he's sitting at 201. So gonna be a little bit of a sweat for sure for the rest of this game. And then you know, obviously for tomorrow, we could see some major shifts. We've we've continued to see some some pretty pretty decent shifts uh on monday i i think it, it has been pretty fun having monday night back i know in the old days of dfs when you had the full entire slate every you're always waiting around on monday night and that isn't a thing you know i think there's probably maybe one one slate of games that includes it but i do like the monday night hammer uh and this this week it should be pretty packed with philly in there so yeah we'll see if he's able to hold on sitting in the top spot with 201 points right now yeah, the Fields is obviously so interesting um, where, yeah, obviously you had such a huge game against Miami Rush for 200 yards. Then you get Detroit, who's literally like the core field of defenses. Um, and so it makes sense. Definitely a smash play there. We'll see how much his ownership and utilization kind of keeps rising. His next three matchups before his bye are at Atlanta, at the Jets, and at the Packers. And uh, I think what's really interesting is like for people thinking about fantasy playoffs or just like you know, the, the, the latter half of the Rumble Weeks, You've got huge games for Chicago, playing Philly, playing Buffalo, and then week 17 gets to go back to Detroit again. Um, so he's uh they're gonna be need to put up points to uh to finish the season strong. Yeah, he's one of the only only people that are gonna seemingly put up some points too. It seems like in some ways he's doing a lot of this himself. So shout shout, shout out to Fields, man, turning Chicago into uh into a little bit of a force. I can't remember what was there. What was Chicago's win total? Any of you guys remember? I think they were like four and a half or something like that. Uh, win total, I believe. So I would have guessed right. About, I would have guessed around like five, five and a half. Um, you might be right. Let's check. Um. Totals. I, I it is crazy to think that they I, I keep kind of forgetting that they lost that they lost the game 30, 31 30 in uh heroic performance, like you guys said. Six and a half. Um, uh, okay. with a lot of juice on the under minus one ninety. So you could kind of almost say it was more like a six. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, plus one fifty on the over six and a half. And I don't know. I mean, like right now, <laughs> what are they? Three and seven? Um, I think that's right. Yep. And Philly, Buffalo, Minnesota, those all seem like losses. Then you need to get out of Atlanta, the Jets, Green Bay, and Detroit. You need to win four to get over six and a half. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, even despite how well Fields is playing from a fantasy wise, like they that still juice lost on that under makes sense, games. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's yeah to me, it's definitely a, cl- a classic example of like good fantasy quarterback not equal to good in real life quarterback. I mean, not that he's like bad, but like yeah. he's much they better. Points, fantasy right. It's the defense, yeah. though. I mean, like they lost to Detroit 30 yeah. 31. They lost to Miami 32 yeah. 35. They lost to Dallas 49 29. So, <laughs> like, it, 
in those funny. Games, I feel like naturally you always think of the Bears as like a heavy defensive team just yep. from like the old days. And uh yeah. that's just not the case anymore. Yeah. And like, right obviously now. there's the aspects of, okay, the more explosive he is both with running and passing, the quicker the other team gets the ball back. So like the slow 10, seven games of Chicago or whatever, where they're just grounding in a very like slow play, obviously the team's not going to score as many points, but your defense still needs to, to contain the others. If you're going to be able to put up 30 points a week. Yeah. Whew. There Anything it is. else? Anything else in mind? I think we could keep it relatively short tonight. I don't. I don't think I have uh, anything else specifically. I think it was a good, good little breakdown. My my Eagles tomorrow night, so that'll be fun. Fun Monday night game, but uh, should, should, shouldn't be a very close one, I would not think. But uh, now, Coop, we'll do you think it's going to be a close one? Do you think like <laughs> it's going to be within 20, 14? I mean. The game finished inside the number. I, 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 I stand I stand by my take. If you don't cover the oh. spread, you can't call it a blowout. That's just uh, if it's just, if it's I, if it's if it's more than ten points, you can't call it a close game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Within the number, baby. Within the number, I, I stand by stand by Ohio my. Ohio State's so gonna you, be like you a taking point the points. You taking the points with the Commanders tomorrow? I'll take the points. <laughs> I don't even know what the spread is. I'll take the points. The in division in division game. I'll take the points. Turns out it's a 50-50 chance if you're taking the points. Yeah. Take take those points and run. Guys, uh, people like to pick sides. It's fun. <laughs> all right. Fun, fun. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. You guys want to close it out? Anything else? No, yeah, I'll, 11. Just, I'll, I'll be back at 11 tomorrow. So uh, people that want to join that, we'll do the Rumble Rumble review tomorrow morning. And then a bunch of other stuff coming this week. But we'll we'll break that all down for you in Discord, on Twitter, all the things. Cool, cool. Good luck in the rest of the evening. Good luck in tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, Philly and Washington at least provide some entertainment. Jalen Hurts makes it fun. Agreed, agreed. And with that, we will uh, talk to you guys this coming week for week 11 and all of the things coming from the Jolly Jokers. So stay tuned and talk to you all soon.